you know, last week we talked about, uh, you know, as we were given the testimonies, we just shared a little bit at the end about not, not quenching the Spirit. So thank you for being willing to press into the Lord and not stop what God wants to do because it's not the order of service or it's this didn't look like last time or what whatever it may be. Uh, we want to we want to stay we want to stay in that place where we're not we're not saying no to anything that God wants to do. And so. Um, Thank you all for stepping out and responding. If you're, if you are a guest, this is who we are as a church. We're we're God seekers. We're passionate for worship. We're desiring what the Holy Spirit wants to do, and uh, so we don't want to stop stop that at any time. So, I just have a, a quick encouragement. I want to finish out our passage of scripture here, um, and I think it's. We're going to have a couple things that really tie in well. Uh, So if you want to go to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 22. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 22. We're going to to read that passage again. We've we've gone over the will of God and uh, the will of God is joy. The will of God is continuous connection with him praying continually that connection with heaven the will of god is to give thanks all the time in every circumstance and so it says this be joyful always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is god's will for you in christ jesus this is the first time you've heard that all kinds of people want to know what's god's will god's god's will it's in the bible (laughs) Just as John was saying, we can read the book and start there. And so wherever the will of God leads you, there's going to be joy there. There's going to be connection with heaven. There's going to be prayer going on there. There's going to be thanksgiving going on there. If it's not going on, that's not the will of God. Plain and simple. That's what the Bible says. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And it says, do not put out the Spirit's fire or do not quench the Holy Spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. Last week we talked a little bit about quenching the Spirit and uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to do what He wants to do in our lives. And so today I just want to briefly take this next one. It says, do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. You know, first of all, we should probably define prophecy. If you're not familiar with prophecy, this is what prophecy is. This is when, this is God speaking to you into your life from somebody else. In other words, if I feel like I have a prophecy for my wife, I better make sure it's God, first of all. (coughs) Good idea. Um, But... I'm going to share with her and say, here's what I think God is saying to me that's for you, that's about you. And it says in 1 Corinthians 14, it says this, it gives a little definition of prophecy, New Testament prophecy, it says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts of the, of the Spirit, especially prophecy. 
And it says, he's right in the middle of talking about tongues and prophecy and the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. In verse 3 it says, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. So right there is the goal of prophecy. Strength. Sorry, Cooper. Go ahead and leave it up there for a second. Strength, encouragement, and comfort. That's New Testament prophecy. Now, most of the time, you know in the Old Testament, they had the Old Testament prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, etc., Habakkuk. I'm trying, I was going to start saying them in order, then Lamentations was in there. Um, and so you got all these things. Most of the time when we hear the word prophecy, a lot of times we think of like predicting the future. And there is a part of that to prophecy. But most of prophecy, even in the Old Testament, is speaking to the now. In school, in Bible school, we, we call it two words. Foretelling, in other words, telling something beforehand. And forth, forth-telling. And that's speaking into where I am. Most of Isaiah, most of Jeremiah was not talking about the future. There are future things in there. But most of it was God speaking into the moment, into the immediate time, saying, here's, here's what I'm saying. And so, uh, you know, there were, you know, predictions. And in the New Testament, it just, it kinda, there's a little bit of a shift where, where it's saying, hey, look, now there's not just one person gets to, to prophesy. Hey, you can all prophesy. The, the gifts are being released to the people of God. The presence of God is going out. And now you can receive something from God and share it with someone else. I mean, Paul says, I wish that you would all prophesy. He wouldn't want that if it wasn't possible. I mean, he wasn't just throwing out something. I know it will never happen, but I sure wish this would. No, when he was writing in the Bible, he said, hey, this is, this is a desire of the Lord. Hey, I want you all to be able to, to share what God is speaking with someone else. Number one, you want to hear God for yourself. Yes, absolutely. But there's the, there's the strength that comes when someone else comes and says, here's what God has shown me. And you go, yeah, that's it. That strengthens me. That builds me up. That gives me courage. That, that makes me be willing to face something in the future. And so there are predictions in the New Testament also. There's the prophecy of um, Agabus, who says, hey, there's going to be a big famine in the book of Acts. You can read the whole book and find it. I think it's in chapter 26, um, somewhere around there. No, it's, it's not there. Somewhere. Um, and he says, hey, there's going to be a famine in the land. Here's the one thing I found that was different between sometimes the way the people of God react with a future prediction, and they did then, when they predicted, oh, there's going to be a famine, they didn't go, oh my gosh, it's the judgment of God. We better get ready for this. We better do this. No, you know what they did? They said, guess what? There's going to be a famine. I'm going to give some money towards those people because they'll need food. It wasn't like, oh no, a bad thing's going to happen. It was, the bad thing's going to happen. Now I know what's going to happen so I can do something about it. So next time you hear a prophecy that sounds bad, maybe it's God, maybe it's not. But the point is not to bring fear into my life. It better bring strength, encouragement, or comfort if it's from God. And if it is predicting something in the future, it's calling me to action, to encourage me to act. But most of the time, it's not predicting the future. I'm not coming to you and saying, guess what, you're going to have... You know, I'm not saying this. You know, you're going to have 30 kids and... 
you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, uh, you know there's going to be a miracle in all, you know, every woman that's here today is going to give birth to two more children or some weird thing. No. <laughs> I've never heard one that crazy, but I've heard some interesting stuff, right? You've heard some things that people say, this is God. You're like, really? <laughs> and so... It says this, here's the deal, it says do not treat prophecies with contempt. And so we have to be careful, if we've had a negative experience with someone sharing something with us, we have to be careful that we don't just get rid of it all. In other words, that never happened, so I'm just going to shut myself off to that. You know, it says, it says don't do that, it says test everything, hold on to the good. Now, there's a flip side. So, in other words, we're supposed to test everything. How do you test something that, that someone says, Hey, I, I feel like God is sharing. This is a prophetic word for you. This is, or in spirit-filled circles, we say, I have a word for you. We don't even say prophetic. We just say a word. And people, are, people who don't know are like, then you talk for like two minutes and you're like, I thought it was a word. <laughs> That's like a lot of words, bro. <laughs> so just... You know, think about your language too when you're when you're talking to someone. Make sure you understand. Hey, I have a word for you. Well, make sure it's just one word. If you have a prophetic word, say, "Hey, this is what I feel like God is sharing with me," or "This is a prophetic word. I feel like God is speaking to this about me." So there's just no confusion because we don't want confusion to come in. We want clarity. We want to be built up. We want to be encouraged. We want to be strengthened. But go ahead and test it. You test it first with the Bible. God's never going to say anything that's not in here. He says, oh, you know, I want you to do this. I want you to... I'll, I'll use a great one. I've heard, God wants me to marry this person. And you're a Christian and that person is not. Well, the Bible says don't do that. So it can't be... That doesn't matter if the prophet of God says you're supposed to do that. That's a no. That's not God. Because we have to test everything. If it doesn't line up with what's written in the Bible, that means I need to know what's written in the Bible. When someone's sharing something with me, I want to know, hey, what's in this Bible? So when they share it, I go, yeah. Right away, I begin to think of scriptures. When someone begins to bring a word, a prophetic word, and they begin to say something, I go, does that, you know, immediately I'm brought to Philippians or 1 Thessalonians or, or the book of John or Luke or Isaiah or something, the book of Psalms, somewhere where you're like, yeah, that, that's, that seems like God, that sounds like God, that's what, that lines up with what he would say about me or about this situation. And so we need to test everything. And so the, the other thing is, is other people are supposed to test it. In 1 Corinthians 14, it says, hey, go ahead, when someone's sharing something, especially if it's in front of everybody, we should be able to say No. Now, here's the deal. That means if I'm the one sharing, I also need to allow my words to be tested. You know, my dad was sharing this, uh, this conference he was at, and it was a conference on prophecy. And it was led by, oh gosh, I think it was Sean Boltz was the name of the guy, was the, the one putting on this in Vacaville, California. Uh, Graham Cook's church, where he came from, if you're familiar with him. But... They talked about, you know, just, just taking steps of faith that, that you have to take a step of faith and you have to be willing to be wrong. And in fact, if you're not willing to be wrong several times, then you're probably not going to see an increase in your life in this area. So if you're saying, I, I God, I want more, then you're going to have to step out and have someone tell you, I don't think so. And then the next time you have to be 
overcome that whatever that is, that fear, that, that, that blockage that says, should I share this? What if they say no again? Well, what if they say yes? What if God is teaching you to hear his voice and you need to know, is this God or is this not? Because that's what we really want, right? When, if I'm going to share something with someone, I don't want you to just say, oh, that's awesome, pastor, just because I'm the pastor, and go, thank you for sharing that with me. And then you go home and go, oh, my gosh, that was awful. <laughs> go ahead and tell me. Be nice about it. I mean, you can actually just tell me. That was pretty awful, dude. I don't think that's God. <laughs> if my wife shares it with you, give her a nice sandwich. Say, well, you know, I was thinking I don't, that may not be for now, but I'm going to consider that. And, you know, she'll pick it up that you're saying, uh-uh, <laughs> right? Okay, <laughs> just say yes now. So, I mean, you know, be sensitive to the person, but go ahead, it's okay. Because if I'm all right, if, we're, if, we, have the, if we have the culture of Scripture right here, then I'm all right with you testing it. I'm all right with you testing what's coming from me, and then you're all right with me testing what's coming from you. Where I go, hey, wait a second, the Bible says this, that doesn't seem to line up. And then you don't have to go beat yourself up and say, oh, I'm, I'm a terrible person. Just say, okay, God, did, did I miss it? What, did I hear something wrong? Did I, did I put some of, some of myself into this? What, did I start out on the right path? And then I, kept, I just kept talking. And you were like done talking and I was still talking. But it says, don't treat prophecies with contempt. In other words, we need this in our life. This is an important part of, of who we are. Hey, you want to hold on to what's good. You want to test everything, and then you want to hold on to what's good. I want you to look. We're going to look real quick. This is just a real simple teaching today, but it can be very powerful. At the life of Timothy, there's two scriptures where Paul speaks into the life of Timothy. First Timothy, I want to start with 1.18. Um, I want, this, is, this scripture is very interesting. Most people have probably never highlighted it. It says this, Timothy, my son... I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Leave that up there for a second. Isn't that interesting where Paul is encouraging Timothy? In other words, you're in a spiritual battle right now. Here is one of the tools to fight. Recall what God has spoken to you. What are the prophetic words in your life that God has given to you where you go, boom, this is God. You know, my wife and I were at convention last year, uh, not this past year, but the year before in 2000 and what year is it now? 16. And I had a birthday, so I'm kind of like feeling the age, I guess. What year is this? <laughs> so it was in 2016. And I remember we were going up front because there was this this call for prayer and and there was... Here's, an, here's another free thing. You know, we were going up there because this really strong, anointed man of God was up there praying for people. I'm like, I'm going to get prayed for by him. And we went up there, and there's no way to get to him. I'm like, oh, man. And so this other guy's, hey, can I pray for you? And I'm like, who the heck are you? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say that. But in my head, I was kind of like, oh, man. And so it was another pastor. I knew he was a four-square pastor. And uh, just a real low-key guy from North Carolina, you know. So I was like... All right, we'll see if the low-key guy can do anything good here. <clears throat> I'm just sharing you a little bit of honesty here. What, things that go through our heads that probably don't belong there, but you're like, I, immediately I'm like, oh, man, I was hoping to get the, the real man of God to pray for me. 
now I know what people are thinking when I pray for them, right? <laughs> and so, if we learn to honor, then we, we look at everybody and go, man, you're amazing. And then we go, whoa, we get blessed. So, then he begins to just pray over us. And he, he sees this beautiful picture. I don't even remember what it was. Um, it, it's on a note card. And, I just, and my wife wrote it down because she's wise. And... What was it? Could you remember some of it? I, it's still, uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah, there's a picture. It was us of, of you know, I'm, I'm recalling the prophecy right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm stirring myself up to fight this battle. So, you know, it was talking about digging wells, and there's, there's, it was basically the idea was there's going to be something that begins to spring forth. There's going to be, you know, and right then at that time, it was a real, real tough time, and I feel like our church was in a tough time. And so... At convention this year, I remember going back and I remember kind of seeing that guy somewhere as we walked by, you know, all, with all the other two or 3,000, 4,000 people that are there. And I was like, man, I remember that word. That was so right on. That was such a God moment. And I almost missed it because I was like, I need the man of God to pray for me. Well, I did have the man of God pray for me. And so... Paul here is saying the same thing. He says, hey, remember the prophecies that were made about you? And you can recall those, and that's going to help you fight the battle. That's one of the tools you have. That's one of the the weapons you have to fight the battle. In other words, what has God said to you? You know, on Wednesday night, we we had a great discussion. Uh, We were talking about just, we talked about that scripture, trust in the Lord. Excuse me, with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. One of the most common scriptures, I've heard that all, my whole life. But man, we had such a great discussion when we talked about trusting the Lord. There's so much depth to the idea of trusting God. And one of the things that was said was, go back to the last thing God said. And sometimes that's what we need to do. We need to go back to the things that God said because we get all confused. We don't know what's going on. We're in the midst of a battle. And then we, we, begin, to, we begin to not keep moving forward with what God has given us. And we need to go back. What has God said? That's why it's so important to be in the Word of God because we're always hearing what God has already said. And then I can also, one of the other weapons, because this is a sword. This does say this is the sword of the Spirit, right? So this is in the, the spiritual battle wherein we get to use the Word of God, the Bible, the Scriptures. But it also says another one of our weapons is our recalling the prophecies that have been made over us and to fight the battle well by remembering them. So what has God spoken to you? You might want to revisit that. That's why I encourage you, if God really does speak to you something, please write it down. That way you can recall it. You don't have to just use your head and go, Oh, I remember that time. It was so good. Now, there's some of them that you'll never forget. I get that. But there's other times where you'll, recall, you'll go back on something you've written down. Uh, I've done that a few times where it's, I've written something down. I'm like, Oh, I didn't even remember that. Wow. This is amazing that God is actually... And it's something where it's like... I'm like, this really affected my life. This really is what was happening in my life. That really was God. And so it encourages you and strengthens you. It might comfort you by recalling what God has already said. It says this in 1 Timothy 4.14, the other one there. It says, do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. So in other words, what was happening here with Timothy was... 
They prayed over Timothy that he would become the pastor, uh, the leader of this, of, this, of this church that he was leading. And the elders began to speak over him. They began to declare things of God. And there was a gift that was released in Timothy's life through prophecy. And so it's, it's, it's sometimes easy to forget the importance of the prophetic word in our lives. Paul is saying, look, don't despise this. Don't put out the Spirit's fire and don't despise this. In other words, it's easy to do. It's easy to get a little bit jaded. It's easy to get a little bit cynical. It's easy to get a little bit where you're just not open. You're just like, ah, I don't know about all that. I don't, I don't know what God's going to say. And, and he's saying, no, 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 look, it's, it's okay. Don't treat that with contempt. Hold on to what's good. But you're like, God, but there's stuff that was bad. He said, hold on to what's good. You know, I know you've, you, if, you may have heard this before, but sometimes you have to take things that people say and you put them on a shelf, right? Anybody ever heard, that, heard somebody say that? That's a, just an old Pentecostal saying, I think, is sometimes someone shares something and you're like, I don't know if that's God or not. So I can't, I can't, I don't need, I don't, I test it and I say, I don't know. And so what I do is I just say, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to put that over here and I'm going to let you bring it up. And so sometimes... Those things are on the shelf and they have a shelf life and then they expire and they just disappear. And then there's other times where later on someone else comes up to you and they say the same thing and God says, hey, remember that on the shelf? (laughs) And you go, oh yeah, and you begin to remember that and then together with what is spoken in the moment, you go, now I understand what God is saying to me. And so this is an important part of our lives as walking as believers that we have to hear what God is saying, but we also get to hear what God is saying through the community, through the body of believers. And so here's the deal. We have to be encouraged as well to share what God is saying to us. You know, if everybody waits for somebody else to share, and I'm not talking about at the meeting on Sunday morning, I'm just talking about life, you know, I think most of the time, prophetic words, we wait for them in the meeting, but, man, they're sometimes so much better when they're on Tuesday afternoon or they're in a text message on, on Friday morning and you're like, I'm not sure how I'm going to make it through this Friday. And someone is just faithful to say, hey, here's what God was saying to me and I just wanted to send it to you right now. And he put, me, he put you on my heart and boom, you have strength to fight the battle. You have strength to make it to 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock or whatever time you work on Friday. And so in the moment, you know, you have something to fight with. That You're like, I'm not, I'm not alone. I'm, not, I'm doing this with my brothers and sisters. And so I encourage you as we kind of close this section. It also says, avoid every kind of evil. This is actually the scripture in, in the King James that says, avoid the appearance of evil. That scripture is not it's not actually in the all the original text. It just says avoid every kind of evil. It doesn't say the appearance of evil. God was saying just stay away from the evil. <laughs> Period. Avoid every kind of evil. It's pretty simple, right? Avoid every kind of evil, right? Just all of it. <laughs> just just every single bit of it.
And so Paul, you know, Paul at the end, he's just, he's just saying all this stuff. He's like, he's throwing out everything just right at the end. Hey, I thought of this, I thought of this, I thought of this, I thought of this. Oh, and this too. Don't put out the Spirit's fire. Hey, prophecy too, that's good too. Hold on to that. You know, test it. Hold on to what's good. Hey, and avoid every kind of evil. And then he closes with this, which I think is a great prayer. As we kind of just close this section of Scripture we've been kind of studying and being in for the last several weeks off and on. May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and He will do it. You know, here's my heart, Lord. He is faithful. He's going to do it. Amen? Let's stand. I think we've had some good time in God's presence today. Let's close. Father, we just thank you for speaking to us today in so many different ways. Lord, you spoke to us in songs. You spoke to us, Lord, in our own hearts as we worshiped you, as we, as we heard people share what you were saying to them, Lord, that you were, what you were saying to us through them. And so we, we just welcome God. We, we just ask that we would be a people who are, who are totally healthy in the prophetic, God. We want to see prophetic words that are, that are encouraging, that are strengthening, that are comforting each other. Lord, that we can share that with each other. We can test what is good and hold on to it. Lord, we can be willing to be tested. We can be willing to have someone say to us, I don't know about that, and let it not just stop us in our tracks. God, we're, we're going to be willing to press into you so that we all hold on to what is good. We avoid every kind of evil, Lord, that we walk in faithfulness, Lord. And we know that Scripture will come true, that our whole spirit, soul, and body will be kept blameless, Lord. There will be a purification. There will be a cleansing. There will be a, a holiness that's about our life because we are walking with you and we trust you because you are faithful to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed, and if you need prayer, grab someone next to you as you go. Sign up for family.